How come you didn't come into the office and give it a clean today? What do you mean you're off? Why are you off? Canada Day? I thought we canceled Canada Day. Well, all right. All right, but try to get her done, okay? Yeah, thanks, bye. Do I say Happy Canada Day? Uh, I guess for some of you we do, I guess for some of you we don't. But what I can say is uh, happy to have you here at Season 2 and Episode 26 of Niagara 411 Live with Lee Sterry. That would be me. We are fueled by Gale's Gas Bars. We are supported by Performance Heating and Air, as well as Enwick, Niagara's high-speed internet. Add to that the Verge Insurance Group, and we have a full complement of Niagara-based and supportive businesses here for the show. Also, we stream Niagara's, uh, well, Canada's leading streaming company located right here in Niagara as well. We're going to go into Fiddler's Poorhouse and sit in their lovely window on this beautiful summer day. And uh, we'll tell you more about what's going on with the show when we get this shindig started, okay? Come on in. Glad to have you around for episode 26 on this July 1st, 2 ot 21 We'll be right back. And here we are. What an absolutely spectacular day. Now, if uh, this was one of those uh, regular historic style Canada days, there would be parks all over Niagara, absolutely jammed with people and food trucks and uh, entertainment pavilions and people getting ready for fireworks and well, you name it. But that is definitely not helping uh, anybody uh, today, because uh, this is the strangest feeling Canada Day that uh, we have experienced, in in my humble opinion. Kevin and I, Kevin and I were talking about that. Kevin Jack, by the way, our uh, executive producer with WeStream, is with us here as per usual. And while we're talking Canada Day, there is a shot of uh, bleachers and seats that will not be used uh, in the in in the city of Thorold. Uh, once dubbed Canada's most patriotic town, Thorold will not be holding their municipally planned Canada Day events. And uh, also, St. Catharines announced some time ago, a week or so ago, but uh, not unexpected, that they would be not uh, doing their planned recognition of Canada Day, which frankly, Kevin, wasn't much uh, in, the per in the first place. St. Catharines, I think, was tapping into a regional initiative which was some sort of scavenger hunt. And that was it. I mean, there wasn't anything else going on anyway, was there? Yeah, no, a pretty easy decision to make by uh, St. Yeah. Catharines. Oh, let's, uh, let's cancel our little bitty part in the regional scavenger I hunt. I think that's all they oh, had okay. planned was an online scavenger hunt. Yeah. Wow. That's, uh, that's some complicated cancellation. Uh, for, and let's speak to that for a second. Just for a second. To go to, uh, to go to something that would be correct English. I'm one of those uh, one of those grammar junkies that I think you should say things the right way. Uh, you can't cancel Canada Day. 
it's impossible to cancel Canada Day. Canada Day is the name of the day that falls on July 1st of every year. And you can't cancel the day. The day is the day is the day. People are on holiday, they are uh, like taking the day off just because their offices are closed. You can't cancel the day. What you do cancel though is how you recognize the day. Which is actually what's happening. You, you cancel or alter how you celebrate or don't celebrate or recognize the day or again reflect on the day and on the country. I just wanted to get that out there, and you might want to argue with me, but you can't cancel Canada Day because it is what it is, and it happens every year. How you recognize it, open season, and I get that. And Kevin, we were also talking earlier about the fact, uh, and uh, as I mentioned right off the top, this does feel like probably one of the strangest July 1sts, let's put it that way, that, uh, that we've ever experienced. So there you go, Canada Day in St. Catharines. Keep this short because I'm sure you'll hear it from a lot of people and I have no doubt you, uh, what does that say? You three understand, but it's a little small for me from here. Uh, understand, have empathy, and are heartbroken about the revelations surrounding Canada's genocide of right. indigenous people. This is from uh, St. Catharines City Councilor Greg Miller, yeah. who tabled the motion and brought it forward to council, who on Monday, I believe, yeah. officially announced and voted that they are canceling their... Canada Day celebrations. A number of communities has. City of Niagara Falls, however, still going forward with their drive-through parade event on uh, on Queen Street. Actually, right. I have an update to bring you, Lee. I'll, I'll get that on the screen here in a second. All right. And really, what I believe that these these folks that have paused to reflect after the horrible discoveries that have been announced that you know all about is how we feel about our history how we feel about our countries and our governments and our uh, religious leaders at the time role uh, in the history of, of our country. And I think that's really the, the important part about this whole thing is giving us, just the regular everyday people, an opportunity to think about it and, and reflect as they say on the history of the country. So Lee, in Niagara Falls today, they are having the drive-through event on a Queen Street. We can actually get to a message from Mayor Diodati because he put out a message addressing right. uh, the decision that they have made in the city of Niagara Falls. But I found this very interesting that this morning at 3 a.m., a collective in Niagara Falls got together. Uh, here, I'll throw myself on the screen. A collective in Niagara Falls got together and they put a giant sidewalk chalk mural on Queen Street dedicated okay. to uh, indigenous people in the in the residential school at tragedy. three o'clock at three o'clock three a.m. this morning so right. that that's doing something like good on them they said what yeah. can we do okay. to kind of uh, a blend you know Recognize. how we're feeling with Canada Day celebration yeah. so here you go here is uh, Queen Street as it stands uh, this morning Look at that. Wow. That is really impressive. Now, see, it's Canada Day, but that is a 
a reflection, someone's reflection of their feelings on this July 1st. Some Aboriginal, of course, uh, bass music in the background. And counting, yeah. Yeah. And uh, here are some of the photos from people doing it this morning. So here you go, you can see that it's clearly, I mean, they said 3 a.m. That looks 3 a.m. to me. Yeah, for sure. As that mural came together. And I don't know that it was an organized collective, if you know what I mean. I was going to say, do we know who these people are? Other than just a group of people in Niagara who were like-minded that wanted to do something. Wow. But I couldn't tell you that. I know Sherry Hawkins, a friend of mine with mainly Niagara, they're real proud supporters of Queen okay. Street. Right. Uh, they were behind it, but a lot of people I know uh, were involved. And again, it's, uh, it's, it's pretty remarkable. I think. If, uh, if you know somebody that's in that group, or if you are someone that was in this group that did this, and you happen to be catching this feed right now, this stream, Click onto the link and come on the show and uh, love to ask you a couple of questions about it. You know, we're not we're not looking to make a hero out of anybody or embarrass anybody at all. I just think it was uh, really cool what you did. That's on Queen Street. And again, uh, with regard to the whole cancel Canada Day thing, we live in this uh, the new one of the new phrases that has become part of our vernacular is uh, the cancel culture. You've probably heard this from time to time. You're canceled, meaning you now disappear or you, uh, you, you don't exist, you don't count. We've canceled you. Uh, I don't know where that came from, Kevin, but you're familiar with this cancel culture thing, right? It's like somebody does something uh, that is maybe not the wisest choice they've ever made and there's a group of people that don't like that and they decide to cancel them. I, we've canceled you. We've erased you from humanity. Or it, it is kind of silly. It is. Yeah, I, I dug up a tweet from you from 15 years ago. So you're canceled. <laughs> yeah, we, we see that happening. Yeah, you and are. Rightly or wrongly, but it's it's kind of been a catchphrase. Is the cancel culture, and people have appropriately attached it to um, our feelings here on Canada Day. And I think we're all a little a little divided. I know. I know you do want to get to uh, the Gales thing because that I do indeed. I think I it's do. very powerful. Um, Gales Gas Bars, as you know, is the title sponsor of this program, uh, for which we uh, are always grateful and thankful as well. Uh, Jessica Friesen, CEO of Gales, is more, though, than the CEO of Gales. She is uh, now a published author, as her book uh, on her experiences with postpartum depression was officially launched into the public realm yesterday at 5 p.m. The title of the book is This Will Not Break Me, and even that is not why we're talking about this right now, but congratulations on that, Jessica. And we're gonna be speaking with her on the program after a couple of week hiatus for me, and we'll talk more about that later. But what I wanna do right now is bring you a video that Jessica Friesen did with regard to Canada Day because every person, but more importantly, every business, had to reflect and then decide how they were going to react on Canada Day. 
And I thought that I thought this piece from Jessica was particularly well thought out. And we we're going to bring it to you now. It's not that long. It's uh, two three minutes. And here here she is. Good morning. My name is Jessica Friesen, and I am the current owner operator of Gales Gas Works Limited. I'm going to apologize right from the get go here because I have written this uh, script down. I felt this was important enough for me to do that. Um, so my eyes are going to be diverting a little bit. It's not often that I make public statements, but I've been grappling with how to handle the Canada Day holiday tomorrow in light of the recent discoveries at prior residential schools. I have many mixed emotions. I've taken a lot of time to think about this and nothing felt right. Then this morning, I saw a post that eloquently explained what I'm feeling. I'm sure many of you have seen it and I've used some passages from it for this video. As Canadians in 2021, I believe we should bow our heads in sadness, not in shame. We were not a part of the generation that wrote the laws that made those places. We were not a part of the generations that ran those institutions that made those decisions. People that came long before our time did. The country we live in was founded in exploitation, murder, genocide, and thievery. But every country in the world was. We didn't know about these children because the people in charge didn't want us to know. Now we know about them. Now we are beginning to understand what our Indigenous brothers and sisters have gone through and are going through still. So stand up. Honour Canada Day if you want. But honour it because they've been found. Honour it because their children are being recovered. Honour it because you don't want this country to repeat what has been done. The Indigenous have been here on Turtle Island since Sky Woman fell from the heavens. The rest of us have been in North America for less than a thousand years. It's time that we educate our children and ourselves on what our Indigenous brothers and sisters have experienced. Through education, we can obtain understanding and through understanding, we can properly stand up and honor their dead and their cultures. It's not enough to simply state land acknowledgement statements that non-Indigenous do not understand. That is simply superficial and another blow to the Indigenous as they know that the vast majority of non-Indigenous individuals have no idea what that actually means. Some time ago, I sought for greater understanding. I sought to educate myself and completed the Indigenous Canada course online through the University of Alberta. I further sought out Indigenous elders in Niagara so that I may understand how the Indigenous in Niagara feel. As a company owner, I take my role in staff education extremely seriously. I'm proud to be leading an organization we are, where we are staunch supporters for diversity, knowing that through our differences, we are stronger. A few months ago, I arranged for an education session to be conducted this August, hoping for a post-COVID in-person environment for my management team. The recent discoveries at residential schools strengthens my resolve to ensure that other lives that I touch are better because of what we have learned. If you're interested in learning more about Indigenous culture, I strongly suggest you investigate the Indigenous Canada course through the University of Alberta. It's an easy place that we can all start to understand. As for Canada Day, I am still fiercely proud to be Canadian. I still believe that we are the best country in the world. 
As a company, we will be honoring Canada Day while remembering the Indigenous that came before us. Thank you. There you go. Uh, a well thought out piece and uh, a lot of things in there I think we can, here's this word again, reflect on and, uh, and say, yeah, it made uh, make some sense. And whether you agree with uh, everything that Jessica said or not, it's one business person's view. Uh, and we all have those views, but there's a lot in there that, uh, that I can get behind. And uh, Jessica Gale Friesen, thank you for that. Um, I do want to also, again, recognize our sponsors, which we did quickly before we came into Fiddler's Poor House here. And uh, thank you very much to uh, Dave McPerrion and his staff. By the way, the, uh, the patio out back is open today, uh, just uh, opened about 15 minutes ago, so you can go around round the back, uh, enter off uh, James Street or whatever, and uh, have, have, a nice, uh, have a nice lunch, brunch, dinner, whatever. They're open for the rest of the day. While we sit in this lovely open air, sunny summer window. Uh, also, performance heating and air, saving your family money because they have families and families here in Niagara as well. To Enwick High Speed Internet, we spoke with uh, those fellows last week, and it was just uh, just super to speak with uh, Scott and and uh, learn more about his company. And it's very, very, very interesting. If you've got, especially if you live in more rural locations, something to think about. Um, they service urban and rural, but it, the concept originally was to service uh, rural customers. Region's largest, largest high speed internet provider. And uh, the thing that I found cool when we were talking with them is the fact that they offer contracts uh, with no, uh, no long term. I mean, it's just uh, no, no commitments, basically, is what I'm saying, for any period of time. So uh, that is Enwick High Speed Internet. And for all of your insurance needs, uh, be it boat, car, home, whatever, Verge Insurance Group, uh, made and uh, operated here in Niagara as well. And we stream bringing you this program with this uh, fabulous technology that uh, Kevin and partner Brandon uh, put together six years ago, celebrated their sixth anniversary we stream did uh, about uh, about a week ago. So yeah, doing well. Happy yeah. that uh, things are kind of falling back into normal. Maybe some of our sports business is coming back. People wouldn't know this, Lee, but for an example, uh, for 2015 through 2019, we streamed this little company in St. Catharines. We broadcast the Canadian Beach Volleyball Championships. Yes, and I remember that. We look forward to doing that every year. But of course, uh, 2019 didn't happen. 20 or sorry, 2020 didn't happen. 2021 doesn't look like it's going to happen. Yeah. So maybe we'll be back with our toes in the sand in uh, in 2022. And again, I uh, want to mention to you that you can participate in this program. This, of course, is uh, always open for, for discussion around Niagara. And, of course, that is a, this July 1st is a big discussion point here. The, so the, the cancel culture, the cancel Canada Day, or change your celebrations, or just to use it to reflect uh, and pick whatever sort of... Uh, of word that you want to use to describe how you think we should recognize this day or not, by all means, you can just click on that link that's in the feed and it'll put you into our Zoom room green room and then uh, Kevin will get you onto the show and we'll have a conversation. We'd love to hear how you feel about this 
And uh, we know you're probably trying to do things with your family anyway because people do have the day off. It is a holiday. Uh, it has not been canceled, uh, but, uh, but celebrations have changed. Uh, Lee, I just want to get back to, uh, to to Jessica's statement there because I think it encompasses what a lot of us are feeling. My wife and I were having a frank discussion last night. Maybe you feel the same. Is I, I don't know what to do. Yeah, I'm it's I'm outraged, yeah. but like Jessica said, I don't feel like I was a part of what happened. I don't feel like I was a party to it. I do believe that it's in our history. I was not aware of it, as she said, because. They made sure that I was not aware of it. We I were, feel horrible, but I, yeah. I don't know what I can do in St. Catharines that is going to change things or make anything better. Now, I'm not saying that as saying that there's nothing I can do. I'm interested to know what it is I can do because I think a lot of people are yeah. kind of feeling, feeling lost. I'd love to do something, but I don't know what will have an impact. Well, one of the, one of the suggestions that she did make uh, in there, which I thought was a good one as well, is learn more if there's uh, if there's the if, if there's a place to start with anything of this nature with which we are foreign uh to the concepts and and uh, and the, the happenings is to learn more the and the other ironic part about this kevin is the fact that we've known about residential schools and the terrible environment that they provided in most cases, for uh, for children across and families across the country, we've known residential schools uh, and their background. But the, the the shocking and graphic reminder, by way of these grave sites and graveyards and hidden uh, secrets behind them, that has taken us all aback. You know, we could, before when we, I say before, uh, in previous years, when talking about residential schools, we could say that that was, that was really a, a, a horrible and, and crappy thing to do. But that was then and this is now. And you could almost, uh, you could almost, uh, and here's kind of a funny term, whitewash it and, and, and leave it in the past. But with these discoveries, over the last months, that is now no longer possible. We cannot uh, say that was then and this is now because this now is pretty, pretty ugly. Yeah, I, I agree. I just don't know what to say yeah. if not that. I know. Yeah. Um, Lee, coming up, we are going to talk, and again, people are doing things. I don't know if you've noticed, but I can see out on the street, and people can see behind you a uh, predominant number of people wearing orange today. And I've tried to blend both. I've got the Canada yeah. hat on and the orange, but. Most people I've seen wearing orange as opposed to a regular red and white. So that's what they're doing to observe. There's the motorcycle ride that left yes. at noon from the Tim Hortons. You always see the motorbike guys gathering for their rides at the Tim Hortons on, uh, on yep. Merrittville and Highway 20. Uh, we're going to catch up with Rita in about 10 minutes live on the road. Yeah. She sent me some video from uh, the gathering this morning. So I wanted to share that in advance. So here cool. you go. Here's some of the guys and girls, of course. We had our indigenous uh, flavored Canada Day ca Canadian flag up there too for a little while. We lost our we lost our logo. Oh, sorry. Here, I'll get that back up there. There you go. <laughs> there you go. As you can see, our 
is is indigenized a word? Uh, if it is, there's the uh, uh, indigenized Canadian flag just up. And I got to admit, this is a corner. this is a different Tim Hortons. This is a Tim Hortons Wendy's. Do you know what this one is? Tim Hortons Wendy's. Uh, I don't. I don't know where that is. I don't know. Either. It's obviously a kind of a, a ruralized place. Well, we can ask. Rita. It's, pro it's probably close to the highway. Yeah, we can ask Rita when she gets here. Yeah. They're on their way to Brantford. So you know what? That might actually be, what do they call it, at the top of the Highway 6 climb. But, of course, no, they wouldn't go up that. No, they, they wouldn't go up, wouldn't that, go up that. So I don't know. I'm talking it on my butt. Yeah. Uh, also coming up on the program, by the way, Kevin was talking about the fact that WeStream had uh, streamed when it was possible in the pre-COVID days. A lot of sporting events, uh, hither and yon. And one of the, if not the, largest attended sporting events uh, to happen in the last year and a half or so is happening this Saturday. There's uh, a crowd of 500 allowed into the Welland Jackfish baseball team exhibition game coming up this Saturday. And we're going to talk to Ryan Henderson from the Welland Jackfish at about 1 o'clock today on the program and uh, find out about the team but also just uh, about how they managed to get get the green light for uh, for something like that, and, and you know what? It's something great to do because there haven't been a lot of activities for us to to attend in a crowd for the last quite some time, and uh, this would be kind of cool to take the family to uh, a really intimate style baseball game, and that's happening in Welland on Saturday at one o'clock in the afternoon. So there you go. That's kind of cool. So Ryan Henderson will tell us more about that when he joins us at about uh, 1 o'clock uh, Lee, today. just going to uh, interrupt here for a second because we've sure. got Rita joining us oh, live from the ride. Yeah. And as you'll see here, I, I don't want to... Uh, I don't want to make her wait any longer. No, this is the memorial ride for uh, residential school children. There's Rita. Rita, hey, how you doing? Hi, good, how are you? I'm great, and you're coming through loud and clear, a little bit of wind house. Now, you're already on the ride, right? Oh, yes. We left uh, right around 12 o'clock from Stony Creek, and we're just um, getting close to Six Nations on the Grand River. All right. D did you say you started in Stony Creek? Yes, we started in Stony Creek, um, and we had other riders join us from Niagara. We have riders from the GTA um, all over the place. All right, uh, so you're almost at Six Nations, and uh, what, is, what is your destination? Uh, we're riding to Woodland Cultural Center, which is the former Mohawk Institute in Brantford. And uh, when we get there, we're going to have a little ceremony. We've got an elder um, that's from Niagara, uh, and he's going to do a tobacco ceremony for us. That's great. Now, you have done... Uh, other rides on Canada Day before. This has definitely a different theme, doesn't it? Yeah, I mean, you know, Canada Day is not the same this year. Um, I mean, I, I think we still can celebrate Canada we have today, but we definitely have to consider what happened in the past. Um, and uh, so it's, it's got a different tone this year for sure. And with this ride, you know, we really want to remind people and we want to keep, keep that memory alive um, that these children died by our hands, basically, by association. 
Right. Well, I don't want to uh, take away too much from your writing because I don't want to be the cause of a distracted driving incident. So, Rita, I'm going to let you get back to your uh, bike handling. And thank you to you and uh, all of your riders. How many participants today, quickly? To be honest, I'm not sure, but uh, there's riders, as far as I can see, behind me and in front of me, it's got to be at least uh, two, three hundred. Yeah. I'm thinking. Terrific. Okay, yeah. well, uh, thanks for the effort. Uh, everybody ride safely, and uh, we'll talk to you later, okay? Sounds good. Thank you so much for having us. Awesome. Rita, Rita Pupo, that is the uh, one of the organizers for the Memorial Ride for Residential School children just about uh, ready to enter the perimeters of Six Nations and headed to Brantford and uh, where a ceremony will take place. And that was kind of neat to have her from the bike on the program. So you can contact this place, this show from anywhere. Anywhere indeed. Um, and thumbs up to all the, all the riders. Beautiful day for being out on a motorcycle. Wow. It's a great Canada Day, and it's turning out better than the forecast. Uh, they yeah. are calling for thunderstorms this afternoon. I, right. I thought it was going to be a day similar to yesterday, where that thunderstorm is always kind of looming, but all we got was a sprinkle. Yeah, they, uh, but uh, a lot more sun out downtown right now. Yeah, humidity is down uh, as well a little bit. It's still kind of sticky, but it's summer in Niagara. That's what that's what we get. But it's not it's not as steamy today as it has been. And while we're talking about the weather. I'm going to step uh, way outside Niagara uh, for a little while, uh, just a couple of minutes, and uh, send our best wishes. And uh, as we, uh, it's an overused term, but we'll say it anyway thoughts and prayers to the folks, especially in Lytton, BC. They set Canada's hottest temperature record in, it, in its history a few days ago and today Lytton, British Columbia, a small town of about 250 plus people is burning to the ground. Lytton is on fire. The mayor has uh, issued an, an evacuation order. Everybody's, everybody's leaving. Going to nearby Merritt uh, in some cases or to another small town that's, uh, that's in the area and not really in harm's way. But it was only a matter of time, when things were as dry out there as they are and the, the heat got to where it is, that some spark would, would fly. And it did, and it is, uh, it's burning down the town. So our condolences to the people in the area of Lytton and all of uh, British Columbia is pretty much in a, under this heat dome, as is Alberta going to be. It's moving, it's moving a, very, very slowly. But this so-called heat dome is moving, uh, like I said, at a snail's pace east, and it can't get out of uh, can't get out of BC soon enough for those folks there. And, and a as a matter of fact, there's uh, there's the Lytton area there. So this is courtesy of the Weather Network. Yeah. So it's just, uh, I mean, the whole area is is burning down. And that's not putting too fine a point on it. It's a small town, old buildings, uh, small population, uh, tough to control. There's winds involved, as per usual. But I mean, the, the temps out there are just stupid right now. 
45, 46 Celsius? Uh, my wife and I, as a matter of fact, are flying to British Columbia on Saturday for the uh, birth of our third grandchild. And uh, you might be sort of uh, whispering congratulations, thank you. But uh, we've been obviously back and forth quite a bit because it's in the South Okanagan, another hot spot in, uh, in British Columbia. It's a desert type atmosphere for the most part. And it's very, very dry, and it's very, very hot, and it's uh, the temperatures have been in the 40s. I got a picture from my uh, daughter-in-law out there of a thermometer, and uh, I think just outside uh, outside the truck it was 46 degrees. So, yeah, it'll be a little bit, a little bit, just a touch cooler when we get there, and. Uh, Hopefully wildfires don't become the order of the day because they had that problem. Well, there's always wildfires fires would, in BC. Every year there are. Would you continue driving into this, Lee? No, I thought like this I, I thought this person would be driving out of it. This looks apocalyptic. It does. This is Hollywood movie stuff and this is all too real for the people of Linton, BC. I I can't believe this guy is driving further into this. That's what I say. Is he driving in or is he driving out? We don't know. Brutals. Everything's on fire here. The town is burning down. That's why I said I'm not. I'm not exaggerating when I said the town is burning down. It is, and it's uh, terrible. So I guess I've had my head under a rock. Honestly, Lee, this is the first I've heard of this. I mean, I knew oh, about the record heat wave. Yeah. I didn't know that uh, that Lytton was on fire. Obviously, because we have family in uh, British Columbia, I've been a little closer to it. But uh, it's been making. It, w it made national headlines last night uh, on all the national newscasts as well because they realized, hey, it's uh, it is serious. It's not just it's not just a heat wave. It's the heat wave, the heat wave of the century, two centuries, four centuries, whatever it is. And then, of course, that spawns all of the climate change discussions, which have been raging as well. And boy, Kevin, I'm not sure whether that's a conversation that will be resolved in time to save us all. Yeah, it's, a, it's Canada Day. We've already tried to tackle uh, indigenous religious schools and, and issues. Yeah, now we're going to uh, save the climate. Yeah, I don't think we're going uh, But, uh, you know, we're talking about that guy driving and driving laws actually changed today. And this is something that Niagara 411 covered. I know you wanted to talk about. Ontario stunt driving law changes as of today. So before we talk about some of the comments, because this is one of the most commented on stories that has been up on Niagara 411. And while I said Niagara 411, it reminded me uh, to offer a tip of the hat once again to Nick, who works tirelessly 24-7, 365 on this uh, site, Niagara 411. And to all of you who are the contributors to the site, we thank you as well. Nick's mom, happy Canada Day to you, however you decide to recognize it but this was one of the posts that received a lot of activity from you the commenters speed limit less than 80 kilometers per hour okay in any zones that have speed limits less than 80 kilometers an hour if you are driving 40 kilometers an hour over the speed limit that equals stunt driving Okay, so charged with stunt driving, you will uh, immediately have your car 
impounded right there in the road for two weeks. And you will have a one full week license suspension. And this all comes under the Highway Traffic Act. It does not come under Canada's criminal code, but it does come under the Highway Traffic Act. And many, many people weighed in on this. And one of the things that we wanted to clear up on this one, Kevin, is there were a lot of comments that alluded to drivers driving fast on 400 series highways. Well, that isn't even what this new law is talking about. If you pay close attention, they are the law references any road that has a speed limit of 80 kilometers an hour or less, less than 80 kilometers an hour, if that's the speed limit, and you're 40 kilometers over, that equals stunting. It's not for, not that you're not that I want you to go 40 kilometers an hour over the speed limit of the 401 of the Queen E. It's the fact that this is not a law that Im impacts those style highways. What this impacts is your neighborhood or or main main thoroughfares in in cities and towns like in in St. Catharines it would be St. Paul Street here or Geneva Street or Lake Street. Niagara Falls would be Dorchester Road or Drummond Road or any any side streets. Uh, well in Prince Charles Drive and you know those those places not not the 406 <laughs> okay um, again you're gonna get pinched if you're 40 clicks over the speed limit on the 400 series highways as well but that's not what this law is about so Kevin it, it irritates me a little bit when I can under if, if you don't agree with it that's cool I I, I, I get that I buy that but what I don't buy is people commenting on something that isn't really the thing that they should be commenting on because they <laughs> haven't read to the bottom of the email, you know. Uh, come on, but I was triggered at the headline. Yeah, yeah. Like, read to the... Understand what you're commenting on before you, you comment on it. All this does is, is really make sure that people are a little bit more aware of the fact that you're not supposed to go that fast when you're driving by your kid's school or your or, or your house or your driveway that's that's really and how is that so wrong i don't yeah i'm, I'm pretty happy because seems okay to me because prior to today it, it had to be 50 kilometers over the limit no matter where you were to be stunting so they they yeah. essentially were saying that going 150 on the highway was the same as going 90 in a school zone and that's right. just not true it is ter it's totally not true right you're still going to get you're still going to get nicked. You're still going to pay a fine and all this stuff. I don't even know if uh, if 40 kilometers over over is low enough, but you know, 80 and a 40. If you're ripping by a school going 80, if you're ripping down a residential street going 80, you deserve to lose your car for two weeks. 100. percent That's that's really dangerous. Now, now a lot of the other comments as well alluded to the fact that it wasn't long enough. That if you're being that reckless in a residential area where families live, you, you should even have a stiffer penalty than that. I remember, it uh, wasn't last summer, obviously, because that was the, uh, the summer that wasn't, but uh, I think it was 2019, maybe 2018, that uh, my wife and I were leaving Niagara Falls having gone to a show at the casino. Remember, we when, headed, you could, remember when you could do that? I know. It seems, it seems like another life. 
And we were headed back, and on the other side, coming into Niagara Falls, the the local constabulary had about six cars pulled over, and they were all supercars. They were Lamborghinis and Maseratis and Ferraris and Porsches, all pulled over on the side of the road. I guess they chased them down from the Queenie, and they had them all pulled over. I don't know whether they lost their cars or not, but uh, it wasn't as smooth a ride as they were expecting, I guess. So, uh, anyway. So that comes into effect today? Yes. Yes. So, uh, no pedal to the metal uh, in lower speed zones. And the thing is, too, though, Kevin, you know, and I'm sure it's happened to you, you find it sometimes so slow when, when you're driving, especially when school is in session and the 50 kilometer an hour zone by a school changes to 40 kilometers an hour or at the crosswalks where lights are flashing, which we don't have a lot of, but we've got a couple. And it's hard, it really is hard to, to school yourself, pardon the pun, to slow down like that slow, because it feels so slow to us. So it's not hard to, to speed through those areas, not maybe 40 kilometers over the limit, but it, it's, it's, not, it's not hard to go faster than you should go. So we have to pay attention. I have to make myself pay attention to, to all the signs, so I, uh, I, try to, I try to be responsible uh, as much as possible. Uh, Lee, do you want to go to this uh, good news driving story? We, I would love to. Niagara 411 has shared a lot of these kind of good news stories in the last little while. They're being very well received, and, uh, yeah. and this is just another one. And, of course, it played out in the comments. It did. Uh, looking for the Good Samaritan that likely saved a life last night in Niagara. So, and, and the person was finally identified, but here was the note that Nick received to go along with this post. Thank you to the man who pulled my unconscious body from my smoking car. That paints a picture, doesn't it? After I got hit on Monday, June 28th, at the Thorold Stone exit, my family and I are eternal grateful you helped me. I'd like to thank you, but I don't remember anything after the crash until I got told I, uh, un until I got told I got pulled from my car from someone and stayed by me until the ambulance came. Myself and my baby, like, okay, now that adds another dimension to the story as well, are doing fine, thanks to you. Again, thank you so much. I hope you see this. Well, uh, numerous comments, of course, uh, about this. And finally, we were able, not we, but uh, the, the Good Samaritan was able to be identified. Hi, we are so glad to hear you and the baby are doing well. My husband, Derek Germain, helped you. You were so, we were so worried. Thank you for everyone's kind words. So. Uh, it's nice to know that this lady's letter and her message of thanks did get back to the rightful person, that rightful person being Derek Germain. And uh, sorry, Derek, if we outed you as uh, one of Niagara's heroes, but, uh, but we did. And uh, what you did was pretty spectacular. There he is right there. Yeah. So, a car a smoking car at the Thorold Stone Road exit. Is that the same one that, or is it a different accident? There were so many, but there were a couple at Thorold Stone Road. Was that the car, Kevin, that ended up on its top? 
I don't. I'm not sure. Not sure either. A lot of uh, roadway incidents, a lot of water incidents as well this week. Yeah. I, know, I know we'll touch on that later on in the program. Yeah. But, um, gosh, where, where do you want to go, Lee? I know there's lots of stuff that was making the news on Niagara 411. Lots of activity this week. I'm not sure There was. Um, where do you want to bring us. The young woman, um, again, this is kind of on the, on the dark side of our, our week. Yeah, terrible story. Uh, yeah. A young woman originally from the province of New Brunswick relocated here to St. Catharines. She was only 22 years old. Her name is Teresa, I do believe. Uh, Tanisha. Tanisha, I apologize to the family and Tanisha. Tanisha, um, she lived in the, the downtown core of St. Catharines. And- uh, Sorry, that's the wrong story, Lee. Yeah, it'll come, you'll get it. Uh, and police were called to the address And they eventually confirmed their 22-year-old uh, Tanisha Chatwin died as the result of a gunshot wound. Further investigation led to the identification and arrest, thank goodness, of a suspect in relation to Tanisha's death. And that person arrested was 21-year-old Elvis Barisha of St. Catharines. He was arrested Tuesday first-degree murder he is uh, charged with and being held pending bail. Actually, the bail hearing was yesterday. I'm not sure exactly how that went. On the plus side of this story, if there is such a thing, there's Tanisha. And the, uh, Lee, in the comments on Niagara 411, you saw that was an updated post. So there were probably two or three different posts and a lot of outpouring from uh, friends right. and people that knew Tanisha about what a great girl she was about she had a smile that lit up a room and you can see that you can there. see that yes um, and you know just just at, at the beginning of her adult life at 22 years old and and murdered and just in the most brutal and callous way gunshot Re yeah Re in her own relocating from her home province to probably just enter another phase of her life uh gofundme page has raised over seven thousand dollars their initial goal was 5,000, and, uh, and again, it's to help the family defray, defray costs. Hi, everyone. Some of you know we have experienced a tragic death in our family. This is a message, obviously, from Tanisha's close relatives. It's uh, her aunt, I believe. Her Tina. aunt wrote this. Our hearts are forever broken. Tragedy early in life is always unexpected and very hard to comprehend. Tanisha was my niece, so I wanted to set up this GoFundMe to help relieve some of the costs for my sister and Tanisha's dad, Alex. The money would be spent to help Alex and her three sisters fly her home to New Brunswick from Ontario. Once she is home, there will be final arrangements to take care of. Any contributions toward these costs will be fully appreciated. Thank you. Wow, what a thing for a family to have to, uh, have to go through. Uh, one of the reasons uh, I might add that uh, we do read uh, a lot of these things in spite of the fact that you can read them for yourself if you're watching the live stream is that we do also put this program up as a podcast and uh, wherever you get your podcasts you can uh, also listen to this show if you don't have time to sit down and watch and stream you can you can listen to it wherever you go just uh, go to wherever you get podcasts and uh, search for Niagara underscore 411 live and uh, all of our archive shows will come up.
and uh, and of course the GoFundMe pages indicate those people that have helped, and uh, they are many. So people like uh, Darla, Veronica, on behalf of the family, thank you uh, again for, for doing this. 22-year-old Tanisha Chatwick, shot in the head, or a gunshot wound, I should say, shot uh, and killed in uh, downtown St. Catharines. So, sad, sad stuff. It's a brutal story. Brutal story, Lee. And then there was also tragedy on the Chippewa River. Oh my gosh. Well, we, we could save it for later on in the program if... No, it's okay. We might we, as well... We uh, separate they, this, these but... Are, uh, these are things that happen here in Niagara. Now, one thing that you... A 17-year-old uh, teenager was, was swimming in the, in the Welland River in Chippewa. And he was, seen, he was seen swimming in the river and one time went under the water. And that one time he just never came back up. And search and rescue squads did manage to find his, uh, find his body later in the day. And Kevin, when we were talking about this yesterday or the day before, we were trying to pinpoint the location of this now because there is there is the park in Chippewa with the beach etc and I mean thousands of people swim there every summer but this obviously wasn't there so here was the original post and there were a couple of follow-up posts this is as it was playing out as the search and rescue was underway yeah so they they named their area of the old train bridge off Bridgewater Street I'll bring up a map here in a second okay but I uh, wanted to say so here were some of the rescue efforts yeah. Waterways of any sort, but waterways where you are near any sort of current uh, are always to be respected. And probably people that are good swimmers, I used to be this way myself because I was a, not a bad swimmer in my day. Um, you tend to perhaps not take them as seriously as you should. And I mean, that is, we're not far, well, you're in Chippewa, you're not far from incredibly fast moving water out on the river. So, you know, there are currents that, that exist in these places that, uh, that aren't immediately visible. Okay. So that's about where it is right there, Lee. All right. I don't know if I don't know if you can give us any oh, frame sorry. of frame of reference. Bridgewater Street runs that whole south shore. So they were saying by the old train bridge, which I think is significant. Is this the old train bridge? I think that's the current downtown bridge. Is there a decommissioned yeah. train bridge? Maybe right there. There has to be somewhere there. I'm just looking. Oh. That looks like hydro lines that run across. Yeah, that's hydro lines. Yeah. Do you know, Lee? I thought maybe you were more familiar with the area. Than I should I was. be. I should be, Kevin. I'm just trying to dial my my head into the train bridge. But it's some in the comments. People mentioned the fact that the current is quite strong. So I I I thought it might be closer to the mouth of the river near the near the Niagara River, but. Uh, I, I, I can't be 100% sure. That's my guess. And you don't recognize any of these, uh, the landmarks or anything in the background as to not, what part not, of the river? Not, not from here, no, I can't. No, neither do I. I mean, 
just tragic. And again, Lee, a lot of the a lot of the people in the comments um, suggesting or saying that over the years, so many lives have been lost in the Welland River, and there's almost no signage there warning people no. that it is a dangerous place to swim, and that life vests and preservers are recommended. Uh, hearing people say the number of times, Lee, in the comments that people said, "I lost my uncle," "I lost a friend," yeah. going back. 10, 20, 30, 40 years. And it's deceiving because to look at, at that river, it doesn't look dangerous. It, it looks fairly benign, actually, but it isn't. There's uh, currents. And people in the comments saying that right around the old train bridge, I guess maybe it pinches off or it, it upsets the currents such that maybe there's an undertow where yeah. things get a lot stronger. Right. I think one of the issues is, is that um, the current's so strong that it starts taking you down in the middle of the river and you can't, you can't overcome can't it to get, get back to the shore. Can't get back to the shore, yeah. All of a sudden you're being whisked downstream and you can only tread water for so long, I think. Hmm. I think that's what ends up happening. Okay. Uh, so the, coming up in, uh, yeah. Uh, sorry, yeah, we are gonna talk to Ryan Harrison, but um, yeah. next week you mentioned you're going to British Columbia. I am. And uh, in your place, we are going to have a guest host, and he's joined us now just to hop in and say awesome. hello. So I'll let you uh, say hello to Patrick Alexander. Oh, wonderful. Patrick, welcome back, to, uh, welcome back to the show. Thank you very much. How are you? I'm great. Uh, finally, they're going to have somebody hosting this show that will bring a little bit of color and flash <laughs> to hosting this program next week. So. You sell yourself too shortly. <laughs> well, I, I couldn't quite keep up with you, but I decided to wear some floral thing today. So, <laughs> uh, um, so, so happy um, Canada Day. Happy Canada Day to you. I'm pleased as punch to uh, to announce that you're going to be filling in for the next couple of weeks. Uh, what have you, What have you been up to this summer? It's been It's been quite a quite an interesting ride, hasn't it? To say the least, yeah, it has been. Uh, you know, I, I ended my job, you know, this week, uh, and the pitfalls and pratfalls that were of that, but, uh, you know, we look forward to the future. Um, this week, I've been relaxing. I've been exhaling for the first time. Did you know breath comes out? I yeah. didn't. <laughs> New to me. I've heard that rumored. Yeah, it's great. It's like relieves stress, you know yeah. what I mean? I can talk better. But uh, I've also been, uh, now that things have been a little bit looser, uh, certain things in comedy are, are getting back on their feet, but uh, I joined a uh, virtual competition uh, with uh, Comic Sense Productions. I know uh, the, the founder of that, uh, Miss Alice Rose. Uh, they're doing a comedy competition online for anyone across Canada. So we have people from Alberta, you know, not just Ontario entering. And uh, it's sort of like uh, the voice without the budget and the celebrity. Or, right. the, or the music, right? So it's for competition, and uh, you get put on three teams if you're selected. So there was about 80 people who tried out. Uh, I made it to the top 15. Awesome. And uh, we're, I'll be doing that now every Wednesday. Uh, well, we have a hiatus now for about two weeks, but we come back on July 21st. And uh, okay. we've done certain uh, competitions. Uh, we did a group challenge where we had to do a talk show yesterday. Uh, so it's been a lot of fun. And again, you get to win a cash prize, and you get to open for uh, the headliner at the, I believe it's the Brantford Comedy Festival. I, mm -hmm. I may or Guelph. I may be speaking, but I should. I really should know that. But uh, so that'll be every Wednesday of my summer, which is great. And of course, uh, coming in to uh, see what the four one one is here in Niagara. 
Yeah, uh, so uh, again, thank you for uh, taking some of your time to, to come in and, uh, and do, no the, do the fill-in thing. Uh, it'll, be, it'll be great to have you. And um, you, were, uh, you were all dressed up with kind of no place to go a couple of weeks ago because there was an, an award show that was on virtually as well. Uh, and I, was, yeah. I wanted to talk about that the last time we chatted, and yet we got caught up in this other thing and just sort of used up all our time. Tell us about uh, yeah. tell us about the award show. Uh, the award show was for the uh, Unity Awards, which is which are given out every June, and this is Pride Niagara and uh, other businesses and affiliates that are supportive of LGBTQ plus uh, endeavors in yeah. our community. And uh, I was up for uh, performance of the year, uh, which was I, I did a Zoom show a year ago, June for uh, a LGBTQ comedy festival and I had, I was the actual host, uh, I wasn't just performing. So right. I, I honestly didn't even know that they saw it, let alone recognized it. So I didn't win, but in the end, you know, it's just nice that somebody said, hey, you know, you did a good job with that. And as, uh, as they've always said in Hollywood, Patrick, it's an honor to be nominated. Yes, it really <laughs> is though. You know, it's, I honestly didn't even think that would register on their radar and yet it did. So that's tremendous. I mean, that was almost a year ago. So that's yeah. awesome, you know, and that's how, you know, they have their eyes open and they're always looking to see who's, you know, doing what in the community. And there's so many wonderful people working in this community. And, you know, uh, we had the pride flag, of course, yeah. over the schools, which was, again, seismic ship. And uh, we just had a rainbow crosswalk in St. Catharines. And uh, there was another one put in, and I forget where it was in our in our uh, Port, Port Colburn is voted to move yes. in that direction. Yeah. And yes. I hope it and there was installed by the end of the summer. And there was a bench dedicated as well. And I You're forget right, I think where that was that in Fawn Hill. Yeah. Fawn Hill. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. Um, so again, it's been it's been tremendous. I mean, Pride Month was a little bit, you know, a, a second year of not having like the, you know, usual regalia. But, uh, you know, people persevere. You know what I mean? Like, it's all you can do. And yeah. uh, we're seeing a light at the end of the tunnel now with this. So hopefully by next year. We'll all be in meat space again, and you know we'll do it upright. So let me put you on the spot here, Patrick. We have been uh, we've been looking for people's uh, input and talking about the different ways that we are all feeling and or talking about Canada Day. Yeah. What What's your take on this thing, this issue, where we are? Well, that's why I have the orange underneath the red. Um, right. It looks great, but it's also symbolic. Uh, because, you know, I'm proud to be a Canadian citizen. Uh, I am somebody who, even in grade seven, wanted to know why, you know, we heard about certain things in our history book about Indigenous people, and then we just kind of moved forward, and it was like, that's the end? Like, that's the end of the story? And I've had the privilege of doing a lot of work with uh, FNMI communities, both in an academic uh, pursuit, but also to bring courses like this to high school, because they have now, for funding, an NBE you course which is uh indigenous literature mm -hmm. um but to get sort of a footing for that we did a lot of research like i went to actually a residential school that still stands in brantford and uh we, you're able to take a tour of it they wanted to knock it down many years ago but but the community said no like if you knock it down people forget and right. uh it was very sobering it was very tragic and one of the uh people who went to that school gave the tour and it was it was very it, no words can describe it but I think that, you know, we have to, not unlike countries like Germany or, or in the European nation, we have to look at our history, we have to mourn this, 
and we have to, you know, try to, in some way, if possible, make this better. Um, I think that Canada, in all of its inclusiveness, it, it's for everybody. You know, it's especially for those who were here first, and we owe them that. Um, I think that this day should, you know, I'm proud of the fact that we are attributing, I mean, it's very late, but we are still not hiding our mistakes, and we are giving due to something that is such an atrocity, and we're not immune to that. And I think that there can't be enough said about it, and I can't even imagine what it's like to be in that community and realizing, you know, the scope of this. And Patrick, yeah. I think that that's sort of my long-winded take on it. No, no, it's, it's great. Sorry to interrupt you there at the end. Uh, yeah. Patrick Alexander, thank you very much uh, for joining us. Uh, Before I leave, Lee Steary's reign of terror is over as of July 8th. I know, 15th. I know, I know. <laughs> uh, I, I, I hope you, I hope you have a great time and thank do you. a great job, but not too good because I need the work. <laughs> Just call me Jay Leno to your Johnny, all right? <laughs> <laughs> okay, man. Uh, thanks as always. Uh, enjoy the next couple of weeks uh, and the rest thank of your you summer, too. and uh, we'll chat with you when we get back. All right. Will do. Have a great vacation. Thanks, Pat. Bye-bye. Bye. All right. So, <laughs> all right. So you're going to have to uh, put up with him, or let's put it this way. You won't have to put up with me for the next couple of weeks. Welland Jackfish uh, having quite an event this Saturday for, for more than one reason. First of all, they're going to be able to get out and play an exhibition game. And uh, welcome back to the pond celebration is happening on Saturday. The cool thing about it, uh, beyond the baseball, which is cool enough, is the fact that they're going to be allowed to have 500 fans attending the game. Maybe the first mass-attended sporting event in, in recent memory. I think this is going to be the biggest gathering in Niagara in a year and a half, maybe now, two years. Now, I do know that uh, the speedways can have 25% uh, capacity, et cetera. I don't know how many people that accounts for, but anyway. Uh, joining us right now on the program, uh, without further ado, is Ryan Henderson of the Well and Jackfish. Ryan, uh, hello, how are you? Good yourself, thanks for having me. I'm great, thanks for being here. Uh, now, a lot of people, let's start right here first. Let's start at the beginning, uh, which is always a good place. A lot of people might not be familiar with the Welland Jackfish. So tell me, what the heck are the Welland Jackfish? The Welland Jackfish are the uh, highest level of baseball in the Niagara region. Uh, we play in the Intercounty Baseball League, which, which is uh, over 100 years old. Uh, first season was 1919. So we've been around for a long, long time. We're actually one of the oldest uh, baseball leagues in the world. Um, really? We have players in this league that's uh, anywhere from uh, ex- uh, Major league players to ex minor pros to current uh, NCAA Division One to three players. So wow. we're a, kind of a hybrid league. We got a little bit of everything, and I would say we were uh, one of the most exciting brands of baseball you're going to find. I wouldn't disagree with that. I often find uh, baseball at that level just super to watch. Now, what other? How many teams are in the league that you're in? Oh, we got a freeze. No, that's all right. I'm sure we'll get them back. There's eight teams in the league, unfortunately, for this season okay. 2021. I'm going to interrupt you. We, we froze for a bit. So imagine I just asked you that question again. How many teams in the league? It happened again. Maybe you've jinxed him with that question. I can't ask the question. Yeah, go ahead, Ryan. Okay. 
Yeah, that's okay. There's uh, there's eight teams in the league. Uh, this year, unfortunately, Guelph had to. Uh, hold on, guys. I'm gonna I'm gonna pull off for a second and get to better internet for you, so we have a better broadcast. All right. Okay. Cool. Bye, Ryan. Okay, so it's Ryan Harrison. Back. So yeah. Um, so you had introduced him as Henderson, and that's probably my fault. I probably told you it was Henderson, but it's Ryan Harrison. Harrison. He's, yeah, he's the CEO of Well and Jackfish, and if people want more, wellandjackfish.com. And uh, you know what? Hey, look at that. He, he very quickly changed. So, here we go. We're back. Sorry, guys. We should be good. So I'm sorry as well. Yes, it's, 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 Ryan I, I'm sorry as well. It's Ryan Harrison. I apologize for screwing up your name. That's okay. Don't All right. worry. All right. So, so there's eight question, teams in the league, and Guelph can't play. Well, Guelph has uh, has decided not to play this season. They had a, uh, a myriad of, of issues with the with the, the region, so um, we'll miss them. But they'll be back in 2022. Okay, uh, where are these teams located? Who who are our competitors? Um, so we got uh, Barry, Brantford, uh, Guelph, Kitchener, London, Toronto, uh, Hamilton, and us. Sounds like a Junior A hockey league. Uh, you know what? We operate similar, uh, yeah. except for our guys are. Uh, Aren't uh, 16 to you know 20? Our guys are uh, usually you know, 20 to. I think the oldest player we've ever had was 46 years old. Is that right? Wow, that is that is so. And what is the uh, what is your season? How long does it go? So typical season, non-COVID year, um, we start uh, the first or second week of May, and we'll go all the way to Labor Day. This season, uh, we're starting next week, and we're going all the way to the first week of uh, September, and then playoffs. Okay. That's uh, that's real. Uh, so, do you is it a little bit like the majors where you would play uh, a couple of games at a time with a team, or do you you travel and come back home or whatever? Is it like one game at a time across the league? Well, one game at a time because the proximity is so close. Uh, we yeah. don't need to do series, um, and we only play uh, this year. We're only playing a thirty game schedule. Usually, it's a thirty six game schedule, so uh, it's pretty condensed um, and. Uh, yeah, so we don't do any series, just go home and home sometimes and stuff like that. How much does a ticket cost for a game, usually? So, yeah, for average ticket, uh, we have reserved seating for $10 and we have general admission for eight. Get out. What a yeah. what a great deal for super entertainment. Yeah, and we put on, uh, not to tutor our own horn, um, but we put, put on probably the best show in Niagara sports wise, I would say. Wow, and and uh, the pond, <laughs> if you will, is uh, is located where in Welland? We're 90 Quaker Road, uh, just off Niagara Street, so you can't miss us. Um, and uh, by the time uh, July 8th rolls around, there'll be signage all up and down Niagara Street, and you'll find us no problem. Okay, what is a jackfish? It is a northern pike, which is native to the uh, Welland River. All right, see? People there say, what is a Welland jackfish? See, now that means something. It's not like an Ottawa red black. That nobody, no. No, nobody has a clue what one of those things is. No, no, it's a nickname for a northern pike. A northern pike. Okay. Uh, Lee, I, I want to hop in here. I know you've got 500 people for your exhibition game on Saturday. You've been approved upwards of many of 710 fans. How did that process unfold for you guys? Was it something that you had to do on an organizational level? Was it league-wide? Was it provincial? How did you get the green light to have fans in the stadium? No, once the provincial framework came out of 25%, we took our building code uh, max, which is actually 2,840, and just did the math. Um, we got the okay from the city of Welland, and uh, we're following all uh, framework protocols, so 
actually one thing that is actually missing from the framework uh, that they actually took out was mask uh, mandate. So um, it's actually, uh, according to the province, not mandated to have to wear a mask, but we're actually going to mandate it as an organization because we want everybody to, to feel safe. Yeah. Um, but we have hand sanitizer, hand sanitizer throughout the whole park, uh, social distancing markers, the whole thing. So everybody should should feel safe when they come here, and we're going to make sure that's uh, that's taken care of. Ryan, uh, how is your how is your roster looking this year? How many how many players do you have on your your full roster on the team? We have, we have twenty eight, and um, if we're not in first place come uh, the end of the season, I'd be shocked. You're so you're you're. You're pumped about this. Yeah, we're we're going for it. Our coaching staff has been really hard at work, and they're uh, they want a ring. They wanna they want me to buy them all rings, and uh, I hope come uh, mid to end uh, September, I'm going to be able to put that order in. Brian, who owns the team? How is this how is this funded at this level? Yeah, I, I own the team. I own majority of the team. I also have uh, uh, three or four other partners uh, that okay. are involved. Okay, um, but uh, I operate the day to day operations. Of the team. Wow, that's uh, that is amazing. Now, what's the what's the prize at the end of the thing? Have you got a is there league have a cool trophy or what's the deal? Yeah, so we have uh, we have a, a cup. It's called the Dominico Cup. It's uh, it's really really nice trophy, and we would love to host uh, hoist that thing um, at Welland Stadium come September. Ladies and gentlemen, your Welland uh, Jackfish uh, owner operator. Uh, Ryan Harrison and CEO and uh, probably you probably do the dishes in the lunchroom as well I don't know but <laughs> I tell people I, I'm, I'm, a, I'm the PA host I'm the janitor I'm the laundry guy I do it all and I love and I love every minute of it I never want it to change and uh, Lee just before we let Ryan go I'm gonna throw this up on the screen and I'll let you take it from there it's pretty self-explanatory oh yeah <laughs> Where uh, I, I don't know, I don't know if you can see that uh, or not, Ryan. I don't think you can, but it's uh, your Well and Jackfish Facebook post says, "Game on!" Congrats to Jackfish President and Owner Ryan Harrison and his wife <laughs> Caitlin as their daughter Mabel uh, joins the lineup as the Jackfish 2021 draft pick. So there's a there's a picture of your lovely girl Mabel. Oh, thank <laughs> you. Yes. Appreciate that's, that. That's awesome. How old is How old is she? Uh, six weeks. Uh, last Tuesday. Wow! Congratulations, Ryan, to okay. to, you. to you and your Thank wife you. and to the team. Uh, it's uh, it's awesome. Oh, one more question before I do let you go: Is uh, where do we where do we go to look at your schedule and buy tickets and all that other stuff? So schedule, you can just go to wellandjackfish.com. We have a schedule tab there. Uh, if you're looking for tickets, just go to wellandjackfish.com slash ticks, so T-I-X. And you can buy single games and flex packs and uh, seasons there. Awesome. Awesome. Well, good luck in the exhibition game. Who are you playing in the exhibition game on Saturday? Uh, Hamilton. Hamilton Cardinals. I can. Uh, <laughs> I was going to say, I can see that probably being the closest to home rivalry that we're going to have, eh? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it definitely is. Good. Good. Uh, well, uh, uh, break a leg on that, and I, I don't mean that literally, of course. But uh, again, thanks for joining us. Uh, congratulations on uh, on this endeavor and the team, and have a great season. We'll talk again, I'm sure, before it's out. I I hope so. Thank you very much. Click in any time and give us an update. I will. All right. Thanks, Ryan. Thanks. That's neat. That is just uh, that's great to have that kind of sport level team in uh, in Niagara.
unfortunately, uh, we stream. We're streaming a wedding on Saturday. Otherwise, I think I'd go. I haven't been to a game yet. Always meant to, but I'm telling you, right now, are you not eager to get out to the ball game, the arena, the oh, concert, yeah, the, the anything, the festival, the whatever yeah. it is? I'm just so anxious to yeah. to go do it again. Heck, I'd go to lawn bowling. I think I don't. <laughs> um, but and you know what? They do put on a good show. They do, right? I, I got friends that live right around the corner. These minor league people. I mean, they're fighting for every dollar, right? So you get down there, you're entertained. Brian uh, is absolutely right too. If you are in any way uh, a fan at any level of baseball, this is this is an opportunity to really enjoy the game the way it's supposed to be enjoyed. You're not in a fifty thousand seat stadium with the players that look like ants. Uh, on the field, you're actually up close and personal watching these guys play ball. And uh, there was a there was a team, uh, actually also named after a fish. It was the Winnipeg Gold Eyes that played when I was when I was living in uh, in Winnipeg, and that was just so so much entertainment. And also the first summer I went there, the Pan Am Games were played there, and the to watch the international teams, the Cubans and all those guys play uh, play ball. Fascinating, and and so that's what I'm saying. Up close and personal is really a super way to watch a baseball game. So uh, all the best to the Welland Jackfish. That is so cool. Uh, one of the other things I wanted to I wanted to touch on today, and it has nothing to do with anything in Niagara except I'm sure emotions will run high when this story is is part of the general conversation is Bill Cosby this this news came out over the last 24 hours Bill Cosby's sentence conviction I should say Bill Cosby's conviction was overturned by the United States Supreme Court four to three in a very very lengthy and wordy um, summary decision and uh, he's out of jail been in he was in jail for three and a half years or some such thing and the, the media and the public are just sort of incredulous about this, but nevertheless, that is, at first I thought it was some sort of strange uh, media-induced joke to get me to, uh, like, uh, like clickbait, to get me to read a story or something this morning, but then I realized it's actually, it's actually true. And the reason it was overturned is, this came out a little bit at the trial, is the fact that he wasn't supposed to have been charged in the first place because of a deal that he had made with the then district attorney of that of that region um, but the new district attorney went ahead and charged and convicted him and then uh, his lawyers finally got it into the Supreme Court and the Supreme Court said no the, a deal is a deal this guy shouldn't have been charged in the first place and uh, he should have never been in prison, should have never even gone to court. But... Um, this is him leaving yes. jail yesterday, leaving yeah. custody. Yeah. And of course, he, he can barely, if at all, see. Like, who's saying that? We love I don't know. You, who's, it must be somebody uh, yelling that we yeah, love you. Yeah, absolutely. But, I mean, who? Who are these people? It's, it's baffling and, and pretty ugly that you can make a deal that cannot be overturned yeah. when there are so many victims, when uh -huh. he was so callous, when he was repetitive in the crime. Yeah. 
And so, there's, there are so many victims. This is something that is going to get, and again, uh, I know we talk about in Niagara, for Niagara, by Niagara, et cetera, but we also like to bring things forward that Niagarans will be talking about, and I can guarantee you that this is going to be on, uh, on the minds and lips and in the conversations of Niagarans for uh, quite a while. So there you go. That's, that's brutal, Lee. <laughs> I mean, there's just so many victims and so many people, so many women unrelated came forward with the exact same yeah. story, the exact same modus operandi. Like, it was, it's just disgusting. Yep. And then for him to stand up and claim innocence is perverse. And he still is. Even his, uh, his wife, uh, Felicia Rashad, has... Uh, has said that um, she's happy this is over and is pleased with the result and continues to support him and back him a thousand percent. Now, sorry, Lee, I just got to call you on that. What, what did you mean? Like his, his TV wife? Yeah, he, I guess that's his TV wife. Yeah, sorry. I mean, his I real, said his real wife. Well, his yeah. real wife has always been, been there, but this is right. Felicia Rashad, his TV wife. Felicia Rashad is actually coming out in support of yeah. Bill Cosby? When she was there, so to, so to speak, through... There was a quote, and I, I don't want to quote it because I'll, I'll get it wrong. It's it was crazy. Some, it, something. It, anyway, it was supportive of the decision that uh, that was made by the Supreme Court. If something happens, I got it wrong. I got it wrong, but I don't think I did. No, that that's crazy. Yeah. Um, yeah, I said his wife. I should have said his TV wife. Sorry yeah. about that. <laughs> I'm like Lee. Uh, you're aware it was a TV show, right? Yeah, I know. Yeah. Well, a lot of. I, th I think that's why a lot of people are probably yelling, we, uh, we love you. They, don't, they still think he's that guy. Huxtable. Nice. They still, you know. It's a monster. Like, to, to do that and do it over and over and over again. With, and then yeah, with so, much, with so much evidence, with so many people. And, the, and the, they're not saying, I mean, the courts aren't saying that he didn't do these things. They're just saying that because of the legalities involved, he shouldn't have been charged. Because uh, somebody made a bad deal. Now, Lee, what about this deal? Uh, police NRP came forward saying they've charged 200-some-odd vehicles. It was on Niagara 411, an operation loud and clear. And we hear it here. I mean, here comes another motorbike. Yeah. Uh, putting the crackdown on loud vehicles. How did this get started, I wonder? You know, just one of the initiatives. There's always... I mean... Are motorcycles just exempt and... Well, well, no, there's a, there's a big debate uh, amongst the motorcycle riders and the motorcycle community is to which is, which is safer, well, not safer really, is it safe to ride a silent motorcycle or a quiet motorcycle, a muffled motorcycle, uh, is it more safe to do that than to ride a really loud bike because if you're riding a loud bike then other motorists can hear you approaching uh, and and it makes a difference because it's hard sometimes or people don't bother sometimes to look around to see if there's a motorcycle in the area so they make as much noise as they can it's not just to be cool a, a lot of them have loud bikes because they think it's safer. I do not know this. I am not a motorcycle rider myself, uh, so I have no real opinion. I can understand the opinion, but I, I have no opinion on it myself. But 
the Niagara Regional Police Service did commence this operation loud and clear back in April. Now, I guess they're just publishing the results now. April, May, June, yeah. almost, well, it is now July, uh, in response to complaints. So there were obviously complaints from the community of vehicles being operated within the community causing excessive noise. Um, so there's some of the charges, Lee, 229 charges. No mufflers and proper mufflers, unnecessary noise, meaning, I guess, uh, enhanced. You know, you, you put a Coke can on it, something like that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, other charges directly related to loud vehicles, including three suspended drivers and three vehicles being operated with no insurance. And they continue to investigate those, of course. And um, the other, so, so I, I'm not really, it's obviously community groups or somebody that's saying, hey, we got to address this. It's a. Uh you got to admit, though, I mean, the motorcycle guys all listen to the argument that, hey, you know, we have to be heard to be seen. And I get that. Yes. But yes. Sometimes I'd say a majority of the time it gets to obnoxious levels. But do I, what do I need to hear you three blocks away? Do you need to rev your bike when you're going 20, 30, 40 kilometers an hour? What are the now taking it, taking the heat off the motorcyclists for for a bit? What is the purpose? of having uh, a compact or a less than compact car all tricked up uh, with fancy lights and scoops and everything else four-cylinder vehicle having these really loud mufflers on it when a guy on a bike riding fast could beat it probably going somewhere. Uh, or, or like I mean a bicycle uh, I, I, you see and hear them all the time, these young guys with these tricked up little cars. You may as well just say, get off my lawn at this yeah, point. Like, I mean, we're just, we're shaking our fist. Oh, these kids. I know. Kids these days. Call me Clint their, Eastwood. And they're loud cars. Yeah. But they're supposed to be fast. In our day when we had loud cars, they were fast. I had one. I'm, I'm the, you know, I was one of the, one of the, the classic car type people back in the day but what at you, least uh, what'd you own Lee? what'd you ever own sorry i gotta go fix something gotta fix something uh my uh my muscle car was a 1969 mercury cougar xr7 four barrel carb detroit engine that's what mine was uh and uh even the corvettes didn't like to see me coming in those days so but that was a long time ago I had the car for a long time, though. I didn't sell it until 1991. Sold the car in 1991. Um, good, uh, good little vehicle. <laughs> All right. Uh, Want to thank our sponsors as per usual, and uh, I'm sorry I don't, I didn't do this enough today. Uh, and again, we want to thank Jessica Gail Friesen, CEO of Gail's for her message on Canada Day, which we began the program on. And if you missed that, by all means, watch the show uh, or go to Jessica's uh, page because it was a well thought out position and, and some interesting comments and perspectives on the recognition of Canada Day 2021. So thanks to Gail's Gas Bars for uh, being the major sponsor of fueling this program almost from its uh, inception. Always a pleasure to have you on board. 
to Performance Heating and Air, Carlo and his team, we wish you uh, a great Canada Day holiday, however you decide to recognize it. Uh, and uh, we really do appreciate you being here with the program. Performance Heating and Air here in Niagara. Trying to save your family money because they have families here too. And uh, to Enwick, high speed internet here in Niagara as well. Thanks for your support of this program. And uh, Mark Shirk of Verge Insurance Group and Blake Shirk and, uh, and the staff, a pleasure to have you represented and we appreciate your support here as well. Uh, we want to thank uh, Ryan Harrison, the CEO, owner, chief cook and bottle washer uh, of the Well and Jackfish Baseball Club for being here and joining us. Don't forget their exhibition game is Saturday. Um, you can just search them out, Well and Jackfish, on uh, Google. You'll find their website and uh, all the information about them. And to read a poo-poo, 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 poo-poo. Poo-poo, poo-poo, like the grocery poo-poo. store in Welland. Yes, I know. Uh, Rita, <laughs> Freudian slip. Rita Poo-poo uh, on the ride, and she joined us riding. Uh, uh, during the memorial ride for residential school children, they left Stony Creek early this morning and uh, will be probably just about in Brantford, I would think, by now, and uh, where a ceremony is going to take place, and then they'll be on their ride back. Everybody ride safely, and again, thanks for being on the program today. Kevin Jack, uh, as always, executive producer of this uh, shindig that we do every Thursday at noon here from Fiddler's Poor House. Uh, always a pleasure. Nice to see you resplendent uh, in, in your, uh, your orange colors here. Sort of infiltrated a little bit with the reddish, uh, reddish you know hat. What? It's, a, it's a Canada Day. It's a happy Canada Day as I celebrate Canada, but I'm also recognize uh, some of our history, which is not so great. And I think, I think a lot of people are caught in between on this July 1st, and that's where I find myself. Yeah, uh, recognized for what we are, which is a good country. Uh, recognized for what we were, which was a not so good place to be for some, for our original citizens, uh, and looking forward to being better than we were and better than we are even. So, tis, tis really a day for, for personal reflection. Uh, Lee, going to give you a tease here. Normally Uh-oh. we play uh, Niagara music. We've played exclusively Niagara music on a Canada Day. I'm going to uh, divert a little from that. I've always loved this song. It was, a, uh, I say, a couple, probably about 10 years old by a couple of, I think, Western Ontario University students. Okay. And they just made this little funny gimmicky song video called Canadian Please. I love it, and I, I enjoy hearing it on Canada Day. So we're going to end the show with that coming up in a couple of minutes. All right, yes, and in those couple of minutes, uh, I will say enjoy the next uh, two or three weeks because yours truly is uh, hopping on a jet plane and uh, heading out to, which is going to be interesting under these sort of weird new adjusted rules, but I'm, I'm considering there's still no service and you have to do the mask, so it'll be a bit of a long trip to, uh, to British Columbia, but uh, hopefully it's a little cooler when we get there. But anyway, heading out there on Saturday, uh, we'll be back doing a, a special edition of the show on the 19th of July, which is, yes, a Monday, but uh, we'll be back doing a show uh, on the 19th. Now, for the next couple of weeks, Please uh, welcome my pal Patrick Alexander. He'll be sitting in this chair next week and the, uh, and the Thursday after. Uh, don't appreciate him too much because I do need the work. Uh, and No, just kidding. Uh, enjoy Patrick. Uh, happy to have him sitting in 
for us uh, for the next couple of weeks. And uh, Kevin Jack, hope you have a great summer. Hope you get your deck done. Yep, started. There's and, some progress. And your air conditioner connected. Oh, gosh. I've been <laughs> sleeping in the basement. 87 degrees in our house the other day. <laughs> oh, jeez. Better you than me, my friend. I'm sorry. uncomfortable. I feel for you. All right. Uh, so we're going to take you out, uh, play it off the stage. Uh, what's the name of the two guys again? It's a Canadian Please. I think they call themselves Gunnarola or something like okay. that. It's fun. It's quirky. Um, happy Canada Day. Happy Canada Day. All may we be better than we are. Take care.